Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEI. I'm I'm happy to be here, man. Uh, I'm definitely not going to talk about contracts with y'all. Y'all some snitches. But uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm here. I'm happy that I'm a patriot. Uh, and then uh, where, wherever that goes, it goes. The market changes every day. We've seen it. The first day of training camp, most a whole bunch of people got paid. The market changed every day. But I would not talk about contracts with y'all. Smart move by that Matt Judon guy speaking yesterday at day three of Patriots Camp 2023. As was first surfaced by our guy Andy Hart on Thursday on his training camp hit with Gresh and Foyer. Grish and Foyer. The idea that Matthew Judon could potentially be not thoroughly discontent or unhappy, <clears throat> excuse me, with his current contract, but rather given the way the market has changed and the outrageous amounts of money other players at his position, who are not as good as he is, are getting, perhaps he wouldn't mind a little uh, a little topper, maybe a little, uh, a little goose, a little uh, tweak, a nice little something-something on top of the deal. He did sign a four-year, $54 million deal a couple of years ago, famously saying, I didn't choose the New England Patriots, they chose me. He did sign the deal. You're supposed to be a man of your word. But at the same time, not that they need to have salary cap relief provided because they've got plenty of it. And, of course, we've heard umpteen times, Andy, the New England Patriots are at the bottom of the league in cash spending and at the top of the league in available salary cap room. I don't know why you would potentially. I mean, precedents are dangerous to be set. But if you have a chance to, like, make Judon happy and at the same time, maybe you could even rework the deal so you could make a little room now so that you could extend uh, Duggar or maybe look into Uche or wherever else you may want to spend the money. Why wouldn't you want to do it? Where's the loss? How do you not? How do the Patriots not benefit from giving Matthew Judon a little something, you know, for the effort, especially in light of the fact that he's your unofficial team leader, the big energy guy, and your assistant general manager to boot? Yeah, I don't see the argument against it at all. I, I mean, I got into a fight with Gresh about it two days in a row because he doesn't seem like he would do it. He thinks it sets a bad precedent midway through the contract. He signed the contract. All the stupid arguments that I hear because we all know in the NFL the contracts are not 
worth the paper they're written on because teams cut guys with contracts literally right. every day. Yes. Right? You underperform, you're gone. You overperform, hey, you signed a contract. No. And he has all the leverage because I believe he's been the perfect Patriot for the last two years. He's done everything you've asked of him on the field, career high in sacks, back-to-back years, and off the field, leadership, energy, media, charity, all of it. I, I think he has a perfect argument for a little bump. And then he even talked about, he. somebody asked him about Trey Hendrickson, who apparently is his good friend. And he just, he signed a free agent deal with the Bengals, same year Matthew Judon did. Got a little more money. Been a years, monster 60 in million. Was it four for 60? Wow. Yeah. No, he got paid. Wow, good for him. And has not been a monster that to the level Judon has. Judon's numbers are actually better. And the Bengals just gave Trey Hendrickson a one-year, $21 million essentially extension that gives him $5 million of money now and tax on a $16 million a year season for, I think it's 2025. How could you not do that if you're the Patriots? That's the number I've been throwing out there. Give him $5 million bucks. I think $5 million bucks. He's he's due to make $22 million, none of it guaranteed, the next two years. $11 million. Give him an extra $5 million. Give him a couple of incentives if you want that could even push it a little bit higher. Uh, he's underpaid. He and I'm not pretending he's T.J. Watt or nope. he's Micah Parsons. Like he's below that top tier of edge rusher, but mm-hmm. he's in that next group, and his salary is well below. I think he's twentieth paid. He's not the twentieth best pass rusher. So no. why not make good? And I I am with Gresh in one thing. I think it sets a precedent, but for me, it's a good one. It's one that if you do everything you're supposed to, you're durable and active and available and productive and you're working with us on everything we need in the community, we take care of you. We won't take advantage of you. We take care of you. We're in this as a team. I still think it's amicable. It does Mm -hmm. not seem like it's messy right now. There's been some reports that he even has told the team it won't get messy. Don't let it get messy. Step in and let's read in, you know, Adam Schefter's Sunday morning thing where Patriots redo deal with Judon, give him X number of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Don't screw this up. He's your best player. Why mess around? You don't you don't have many really high end players, as we've seen in those surveys, you know, those Jeremy Fowler surveys where all the Patriots are like also receiving votes and and none of them in the top ten. Judon's in the top ten. Judon's a pro bowler. Judon's an energy guy. Judon's a leader. Judon needs a little more money. Judon is a fan favorite. Judon is the one out there That's throwing the football with the training camp crowd every morning at 8 30, 9 o'clock, getting them all juiced up. I, I, I don't see I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. Like you're gonna tell me that Alex Highsmith, and again, I understand the market changes each and every year. And now he's two years removed from when he signed the four year fifty four point five million dollar deal, as our friends at Spotrack tell us. This year he has a base salary of eleven. And he has a signing bonus of four and a half. So he's making some pretty nice money this year. Making some pretty, pretty nice money. But I can understand wanting to be paid at or near market rate. I think Alex Highsmith just signed like a damn near $20 million a year deal to be the bookend rusher opposite of TJ Watt. And Andy, what is the name of that pass rusher in Seattle who just got a three-year $59 million deal? Oh, yeah. someone I quite frankly I don't I ask because I had never heard of him before. But apparently he's good enough to get twenty million dollars a year. And Matt Judon has twenty eight sacks over the last two years, and he's a disruptive force along the line. And he's a great tackler. And yes, I understand he gets gassed by the end of the season because he has to do too much. We'll see if the Uche effect could benefit Matthew Judon this year as much as Matthew Judon benefited Josh Uche last year as well. 
Josh Uche in a contract year. So I think he's going to be one of the many Patriots, as I discussed this week on Breaking Boston, who's going to show up and show out because the Patriots will benefit from a number of guys in contract years looking to get paid. I'd pay Matt Judon a little extra something right now. I'd make him happy because I think instead of setting a bad precedent, that would set a new precedent on, hey, we value our stars. We value your leadership. And we will, like you mentioned just a moment ago, we will take care of ours. Uh, back to the phones we go. Mike is in Holden. And he would, nope, not on line one. We'll go to line two. He decided two. he no longer wanted to be Holden. <laughs> and I am sadly beholden till working with you till 355. All right, no, Mike is there. We just went Now to the he's living line. and hanging up. Could you uh, line two? Thank you very much. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am still holding, guys, and holding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what, what's up? Hey, uh, Andy, you've been tra- you've been to training camp, right? Yes. Okay, your observations on a few guys here. Here's why I'm optimistic on the Patriots. Tell me if I'm crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one, Marcus Jones supplanting Miles Bryant as a nickel cornerback. I hate Miles Bryant. I've never been a fan of Miles Bryant. I think it's imperative that Marcus Jones takes the next step and is the slot cornerback, and I think he can be a elite slot cornerback given his skills agree or disagree uh disagree uh i do not see an elite uh slot cornerback in marcus jones um i actually think he's i want him to go to receiver i think he's better at receiver potentially but uh he's been moving around the formation they've used him on the outside on the inside he's definitely in the mix for high level reps although i will say the same thing is still true about miles bryant he's also in the mix with that sort of top group of defensive backs so they've been moving those guys around quite a bit and marcus jones and miles bryant are both in the mix all right, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. I disagree. I think he's going to be a studded slot corner, so we'll remember this conversation on whatever, sure, August, sure. whatever it is, July 30th, okay? Sure, sure. Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas is a guy I've been high on. I feel, I feel he's the receiver the Patriots need, that jitterbug, that slot guy, that smaller guy that can make people miss and create separation. What have you seen from him? Absolutely everything you just said. Right now, he looks to be three days into camp and with no pads on. Uh, the fifth receiver option, certainly Ty Montgomery was in that mix, but he mm. bounced out with the injury. Uh, it's funny, back-to-back plays the other day with the second unit, I think. Um, Demario Douglas did boom, quick throw, boom, quick throw, two completions in a row from, I think, Zappi. And it reminded me of the old days with the Patriots slot receiver when it was the staple of the offense to have one of those quick little guys in the slot getting open quickly and the quarterback knew he wanted to go there quickly. Um, I don't want to put the cart before the horse and start saying, oh, Demario Douglas, he's the next Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Troy Brown. I don't want to do no, that. No, do but... it because do it, Andy, because that way you're either super right and then you'll get all the credit and we'll loud you for the prediction. Or it'll be a bad take, and then we'll at least have some conversational fodder for late in the season when the Pats are three and ten on the postgame show. Okay, so I'm going to say it then. Demario Douglas Thank makes you, the Mike, roster, for the call. and he's the closest replication to the traditional Patriots slot receiver we've seen in a while post Edelman. Yeah, there's been a little. So the buzz started sneaking out on him. Uh, his line is open, by the way, at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to jump in, observations from Andy, etc. At Pat's camp, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Matt Judon, would you pay the man? Everything is on the table. 978 Texter, they should, quote, use the DeAndre Hopkins money and pay the man. 617 Texter, Andy says, on the idea of a bad precedent, uh, this one is CC, Mr. Andrew Gresh, giving mm-hmm. Judon a bump would actually help attract future free agents who think the Patriots won't pay you if you come to Foxborough. Mm-hmm. How about I that? Agree. 
I think there's a positive in it. And just a little another side nugget here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you well, saw I this love on a Twitter. Side nugget. Nothing like a side nugget. Um, That's like if you go to Wendy's and you get the $5 biggie bag. The burger is the star. Yep. And they're the fries as well. But then there's always a couple nuggets. Who doesn't like And It's like, my God, who doesn't get excited for side nuggets? Or if you're my son, you order the full massive meal and then say, can I get a 10-piece side nugget to go with it? And suddenly it's like 25 bucks for one kid at a freaking drive-up. But different topic, different Yeah, but your day. kid is 15, and like my 10-year-old is already going to bankrupt me because he's in a growth spurt complaining about it's growing unreal. pain. He could have seven sandwiches a day. It's unbelievable. I don't, it's, like, I can't. I'm going to go broke feeding the kid just the will. same way I'm sure Jackson probably will literally eat you out of house, home, and boat at one point. The worst feeling in the world is when your wife goes grocery shopping, she hits the deli, and you see her like getting out all those little deli bags of like ooh fresh roast beef fresh turkey fresh this and you're like oh nice i'm gonna have a sandwich tomorrow afternoon and you get there and you're like where did it all go i saw pounds of deli meat where did it go and then you look at your son and he just like smiled <laughs> uh, i was hungry between meals uh hey dad ass. where's my phone i gotta go blow up the bathroom like hey, exactly son of a that blank. too yeah. that 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 as well yes you've nailed the life with a teenage boy yeah. Um, you should probably install another bathroom and just dedicate it to your high school son because you don't. Yeah, need just that. give you don't it to him. That. You don't need that. Include in their sprays and wipes and plungers <laughs> and all the various things that you'll need. Honestly, I don't understand why the show is not sponsored by Poopery. <laughs> Might be the great just in general, but if it is, it should be sponsored by Poopery. That may be the greatest thing I've ever yep. discovered in my entire life. Yes, it is. It's a, a uh, it's a magical solution, none, nonetheless as well. Uh, Pats fans, would you give DeAndre the DeAndre Hopkins money a little something? to Matthew Judon as well. The running back situation, Demario Douglas, who we just brought up. I did see some uh, positive socials on him yesterday and this morning. It's like that one little video where he had that, like, bubba boom like you were talking about, and he got the end zone work. Now, all of a sudden, a lot of the, um, I'm not going to say it's necessarily Dove Kleeman, but the aggregators, the aggregate of uh, NFL tweetsmanship is now jumping on board. Ooh, Patriots may have a steal with Liberty receiver Demario Douglas in the sixth round. We shall see. I'm glad you went out on that limb, Andy. We will get to you. Brendan, Dan, Rick, don't you guys go anywhere. Your Patriots calls on the other side and so much more at 617-779-7937. But let's find out what's trending now first with Brian Frizzoco. Boom, quick throw. Boom, quick throw. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. That's right. A little Dua Lipa. I bring the Dua. Andy's got the Lipa with the song of the summer from the movie of the summer, the Barbie movie. Who had any idea that the Barbie movie would not only be as well-reviewed as it was, but make the money it made? Did you see how much money on the weekend of the Barbenheimer Easily, maybe, of all time, one of the greatest dichotomies of movie releases, a three-hour biopic about one of the true transformative figures in world science, world politics, uh, the great Robert Oppenheimer in Oppenheimer from Christopher Nolan with Killian Murphy. I heard it's spectacular. And then Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie with Margot Robbie and, uh, oh, is it Ryan... Uh, What's it? Gosling. Gosling. The Gosling. That's right. The Gauze was in it as well. That movie made $155 million opening weekend. Everyone has good things to say about it. It was solid. I saw it. You saw it? Was it fun? It was solid. Yeah. I'm, you know, nothing. I would, you know, go see again probably. But I mean, when it comes out and everything, you know, on on demand, if it's on, I'm tuning over there. Funny parts. Will Ferrell's in it, who I always like. Okay, oh, so like, that. let's see if I yeah. Spoiler alert. Let's say I need he's on in the a, commercials. On fair. Press, oh, I hadn't even seen that he was oh, in yeah, the commercials. Yeah. My apologies. Um, but let's say it's a it's a hot day. Uh, the kids, even my kids, were like, oh, I'd probably see that. Like, if I need to escape the oppressive heat, catch a little popcorn flick. It's I just, worth it. I need buttered popcorn, Twizzlers, and a cherry coke. That's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I think, you know, especially if you're bringing your kids, probably better to bring them to that than Oppenheimer. Yeah, probably. I don't think my kids want <laughs> to watch my guess. Killian Murphy and Florence Pugh have 15-minute unadulterated <laughs> no. sex scenes. So, so I think that's also a rumor, because I asked my friends about it, because I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, yeah. and I want to. I, you know, it sounds good, but I asked, I was like, is that actually real? And I think that's some fake No, they story. do the nudity. It, it's really 15 yeah. minutes, though? Well, I think, I think combined, there's a lot of... Wow. Yeah, he okay. was a little freaky between the sheets. Gotcha. And also... Uh, Quite brilliant and tragic, nonetheless. Are you going to see the Oppenheimer, Andy? Absolutely. Uh, not in the theater, probably. I'll probably wait till it's uh, available streaming. So you can steal it? I you, know. You internet pirate. No. Shame on you. No, I'll pay for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the one guy who still actually goes to freaking Redbox and picks up a DVD sometimes and watches them. I don't, mi- I don't mind doing that. By the way, the sneaky pro move for Redbox, especially if you have kids in a minivan and you spend a lot of time on the road, you go to Redbox, and when a movie is finally now uh, out of favor with the pub with the renting public, they sell them for like three bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best yeah, thing no, in the world. And and for me, the Redbox, there's like three of them right on my way home when I'm coming uh-huh. from every, and because the the frustration I have with streaming is I feel like every time I want to watch something, I don't have the service it's on. Like I have Netflix, and that I have Disney, just happened and I have Hulu, this week. And I'm like that just happened. It's a pain the, in the ass. My, one of my kids' favorite like. Uh, brain dead, uh, watch it when they're having dinner or, you know, after a long day at the beach. They love watching the sneaky, funny Angry Birds 2 with um, <laughs> Jason Sudeikis as the lead. Uh, the lead uh, very, it's, and Bill Hader. It's actually kind of funny, but they watched it umpteen times on Netflix. So this week, after my kid, after my older son was sick and for his recoup movie, he's like, I just want to watch Angry Birds 2. All right, I'll go get your popsicle, I'll make you dinner, and then I'll get to Angry Birds 2 while he's home with a fever. And guess what? It wasn't available on any of the services. It used to be free on for some reason. The, the license wasn't renewed. I had to pay five bucks for it. Son of I a hate blank. that. Drive I me did nuts. That the other day, 
I, I mentioned the program. Remember the football movie in, yeah, yeah, what, I, the 90s? The program is not referring to Fitzy and Hart, no. Ken and Curtis. No, I no, understand, no, no. yes. The program. Yes. The epic high school. 30 years old now, believe it or not. Yeah. And I wanted to show it to my son. Um, we won't say why, but... Um, to yeah, tell him it, not to lay down in the street <laughs> for, uh, and play chicken with his friends? You'd be funny how right you are and how we get on the program topic, but we don't need to go down that route okay. as a parent or as a community mm. member. Nope. Um, but it's... I had never heard of what it's on. It's not for free. It's not on any of the normal services. You can like rent it or buy it. And then it's on this weird thing I'd never heard of that everybody is kind of part of for free if you have a library card. Like you have to log in with your library card and number and there's this video streaming service where you can watch the program. It was very shady. I didn't do it because it seemed fake. Oh, interesting. I'll have to I'll have to look into that. Yeah, the library though, the library is often uh a, a an underused resource in terms of podcasts, oh, yeah. audiobooks, graphic yep. novels at all. We should that's why we should support our local libraries, uh art 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 centric communities, music programs and so much more. And that's been one to grow on with Uncle Fitzy. Back to the phones we go. Let's see uh before we go back down to Rhode Island, let's go to the car. Brendan would like to talk about Zeke Elliott. Hi Brendan. Hey Fitzy and Andy, what's up guys? Hi buddy. What's up? Uh, I'm from the 413. It's not me, but I just got to say because I'm from the 413. Heart sucks. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> he had to, he has to check in at least once a show, so thank That's you for right. checking that I need box that. for us. No problem. Um, I think Zeke is cooked because of his injuries and everything, and I honestly, I know he's not in the league anymore, but I take a fat Eddie Lacy over Zeke before Zeke. That's my opinion, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Fat Eddie Lacy, wow, there's a blast from the past. I hadn't heard that name in a while. He was awesome until he became Fat Eddie Lacy, and then he was... Was he ever skinny Eddie Lacy? Yeah, yeah he was always he big Eddie Lacy. He was Eddie Lacy, and he was just remarked there as... There different levels of fat Eddie Yes, Lacey. but he, like, he got kind of like, Eddie Lacy, like he definitely sort of... <laughs> he made his way right off the Packers when he was... Uh, and then, of course, now they have an excellent backfield where they got A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones... Uh, where where are you, by the way, on the Packers before we get back to more Patriots? I'm just curious. I'm allowed to. Ooh, Brian Frizoka with the thumbs down this season. You, Andy? Uh, on the Packers? Yeah. I am intrigued. So I am, am I. Much, I find I'm them to be one of They're in my intriguing list. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember last year. Remember when we talked to somebody last year from Green Bay and they we were talking like, to a Packers? lot of people? But we talked to somebody from Green Bay. Who was it? Do you remember? Somebody? We had somebody on for our six rings six and football rings. things. Yeah. Packers preview. Yes. Oh, it was uh, not the guy, not Aaron Nagler from Cheesehead TV, but it was someone else who had like a nice backdrop, well-spoken young man. Yeah, really good. Uh, locked on, he, he the, the host of the Locked On Packers podcast. Yeah. Yes. And you remember what he told us? That the Packers believed they had two of the four best quarterbacks in the NFC North. They believed that Jordan Love was a starting quarterback before last season. So I, I like when teams go all in on these things mm -hmm. and – the history here repeating itself, this idea that it could go from Brett Favre to uh, Aaron Rodgers and then to Jordan Love and it works for them and it's sort of the same story over and over again. I I like theater. I'm like Steve Buckley. I mm -hmm. like stories and I think mm -hmm. that's a good story. It's fun. Yeah, I would say right now, um, I'll get to Dan and Krentz in just a second, but I would say right now if I had to put my five most intriguing teams in the NFL, not even just the AFC, I would probably put your New England Patriots. What? <laughs> Well, all right. Actually, Patriots excluded. One Jaguars. Okay. Two like Broncos. 
I definitely like it, and Sean Payton just helped that out a little bit. In oh, recent days. he is he is doing <laughs> he is doing everything I want him to do. He's painting himself as the villain. He is starting the redemption. Don't give an F tour triple X style karate chop to the crotch and everything. I think that's fascinating. Um, I'm gonna also go with the Carolina Panthers because I think they actually might win the NFC South, and okay. I think Bryce Young Bryce might actually Young. be pretty good. I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears. Oh. Not everyone's on the, the, the with Detroit. Like everyone's in on Detroit. Detroit's playing Kansas City. Nope. Detroit is an NFC favorite. Detroit could be nope. sneaky great. Nope. Uh, and then I am also going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Wait, you 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 don't have the Jets in your most intriguing teams? No, because that's too, the Lions and the Jets. Oh my, are like everyone's most intriguing teams at this see, point. See, I now. disagree. The Lions, I don't see anything. I see Jared Goff, who I think what? stinks. And They're will... better than they were last year, and they were almost in the playoffs. Who's their quarterback? Golf. Okay, I'm I'm done. I don't need to listen anymore. He was twenty nine Whereas... and seven last year. Great. What do you do against Patriots? Okay. Well, I mean, that, you know, that, he zappy, stinks. He was like soft. The, the height He's of He's never gonna fever. be the guy. Never move on from golf. I'm not a golf guy. But how can you not be intrigued by the Lamar. Jets? Okay. How can you? All right. Instead of the Browns, fine. I avoided the Jets because it was. I thought it was too cliche. I'll put the Jets in there. Fine. I would put okay. the Browns in there too because I think the Browns are a really talented team, and I think if Deshaun Watson gets back, although Deshaun Watson continues to step in it off the field, where he, he what happened I, now? I, I didn't see that this week. You didn't see his comments to oh, like open camp. God. Like he's not. Excuse me, not taking ownership of anything. He Ugh, continues. What an idiot. And supposedly what an idiot. It he's makes been it so easy these... not to root yes, for him. Yes, absolutely. Because I. I kind of want to move on from it. I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and then he's rehabbed and gone to all these things that he supposedly has gone to, but he continues to not sound like a man who has learned anything or rehabbed anything or gone to anything. Um, but they're, they're a team that, if he's the good Deshaun Watson, they could be a good team. Yeah, they really could be because the defense still has some teeth to it and a, a decent yep. secondary that was banged up last season. Good I would like to see what Jeremiah Owasu-Koromoa does as the linebacker of the future, or so I've been told one and many times. That's actually like, you know who that is, Andy? That's their Marte Mapu, or maybe Marte Mapu could be Owasu Koromoa for us, for us as well. We'll see. Marty. The Joker. Uh, Marty, that's right. Thanks, Ross Tucker. Um, <laughs> and they have plenty on offense as well, but boy, is it easy not to root for that guy. Boy, do I kind of hope he fails, yeah. even though when he's on, Deshaun Watson is phenomenal. And yes, the Jets should be on that list as well. Feel free to call in and tell us who you believe your five most intriguing teams in the NFL are because, you know what, it's a rainy Saturday and we just want to talk football with you here on Fitzy and Hart, just like our pal Dan in Cranston. How are you, Danny? How you doing, boys? Good to hear from you. Super. Um, So I uh, this is a minority take, I'm sure, and kind of sadistic, but if you listen to the logic, it makes the most sense. Okay. Like, So I'm sick sick of the old uh, high-flow, low-seal. I mean, high floor, low ceiling team, which is this what this is. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this team just completely implode, like everywhere. Like and now, I'm talking like three, four, five wins. Okay. What are you going to get out of that? And you, you actually brought this up that I didn't even think of. What now? You'd have to assess what Bill Belichick would have for value at that point after that type of season. But if you could get even like a, a one or a two for him, right? And just clean house everywhere. And I'm not. And I'm not talking about Gerard Mayo. Like, see you later. I'm talking about blowing the whole thing up. You have cap room now. You can roll to next year. You're going to have a ton of cap room next year. You'll have a very high pick. And if you do get something for Belichick, whoever comes in as a new regime would have 
literally like the, the best situation to walk into if you get like a Caleb Williams or someone of that ilk. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like this mm. is – the probability of it happening is like almost zero. But can't you see that being – how much more enthused would you be in that type of scenario going into next year, just suffering through this year, They and then Kraft would have the balls to, to clean it. I mean, and I mean everything. Not, you know, clean house? Staff, I clean every single coach and just let someone bring in their whole – and get a young mind in there, someone who's innovative. You know, it's gonna. I just would be so much more. It ain't Mayo, and I would (laughs) be so much more. Mayo's a defensive guy. You know, yeah, but we don't know what he may be as a leader of men, Danny. And um, here, hang. Listen to this. I want you to just hang tight for a second. I, I, I feel you, and I know this feels like they're middling, and the last thing you like, they're sort of like holding on to the past, but trying to strive for the future and just be good enough, but not spend too much. And it's that we're all learning as they are as well. When you're not on the receiving end or benefit of generational, if not all-time talent and contributions from, you know, Hall of Famers like Gronk and Brady and so so many others, that it's difficult to compete. Now we see what the other half or what the rest of the world is like for the NFL that suffered under the Patriots for two decades. To me, it, when you say, like, I'd just like to see them blow it up so they can start fresh, go, you know, go all the way to the bottom so they can start their ascent back at the top with some elite talent. To me, I had this discussion with Fourier a while ago. We went over what's the biggest mistake Bill Belichick made, and you can't say letting Tom Brady go. And he went with, and I'm sure this would likely be Andy's take as well, though I don't want to necessarily just suppose, but I feel it's an educated guess, it would be the Matt Patricia year. Mine is actually competing in 2020 because I think the Patriots were gifted. They were absolutely gifted the opportunity to hit the reset button when Tom Brady left and you brought in Cam Newton, don't even bring in Cam Newton. I don't need star power. I don't need something to retweet or a new jersey to buy. I need the team to put in Stidham, suck it out with Stidham, go 3-13, and 4-12, and 12, trade Tooney, trade a bunch of players, and then stockpile the same way in an aggressive manner other teams did over several years so that in 21 they could both spend in an uncharacteristically aggressive fashion and have a boatload of draft picks. And instead, what they do? They tried to compete. They held on. It's not in Belichick's DNA to go in the tank. And they're still paying for it, Dan. That's just my thought. What do you think of that? I think that's fine, except given those circumstances, Belichick's not going to sign the top-level talent that you would need to compete. That's his point. Let's face it. 72 is never going to be 42 again. And that's where he's at right now. Yeah. His mind, you could, everything you just said is fine. The problem is, with those resources, he isn't going to do what everybody else in the league is doing. And that's the problem. And that's why I want this to be over like yesterday. So go Pats, go 0-17. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's our first heavy dose of Foxborough fatalism today, Andy. I'm going to immediately want to go to Everett. Steve has an issue with Dan's call. Okay, Steve. Well, Dan, absolutely. He's supposed to speak his mind, but I think it's just um, my opinion, Dan take. So, I don't think, first of all, Bill Belichick will leave the Patriots. No, you know, the owner will fire Bill Belichick because, I mean, we have seen these firings. I mean, Bill Belichick made a mistake to get, you know, the greatest quarterback to go, and we have been paying the price ever since. So, I think the owner has learned from that mistake. I think as fans, me being one of them, 
let's enjoy the process of rebuilding, okay? I mean, it's not easy to think that the Patriots will be the way we were, a dynasty. It's hard. Ask Dallas Cowboys. I mean, ask the 49ers. It's not easy to rebuild, okay? So let's enjoy the process. Yes, mistakes were done. Let's rebuild. Let's enjoy the process of rebuilding. Let's learn how it is to rebuild. Bill Belichick is here to stay. If it's going to go, it's just going to go higher up in the organization, but it's not going to get fired. So people who are thinking, oh, fire him, the last season is under pressure, none of it. He's not going to get fired, okay? He has built something which no NFL team will ever do, ever. So he's going to be here. He's here to stay. Let's enjoy. I'm enjoying the process. I'm looking forward for this season. I know there. Absolutely everyone is not counting on this team, but this team has a terrific defense, great quarterback, now very good offensive coordinator, young quarterback. Let's enjoy it. Let's see how it's going to happen. Thank you, guys. Great show. And thank you, Steve, for the kind words about the show and also giving us uh, something that we love, a little something to chew on, Andy. We just went from the depths of negativity, the Foxborough fatalism, and one of our favorite callers on Saturday afternoons, Dan in Cranston, Rhode Island. And there's Stephen Everett with uh, some... uh, Pat's positivity, if you will. And that's what's so fascinating about where the fan base, the team, all of it sits right now. You can't be more diametrically opposed. Like last year, it was a rift. uh, I call it like a schism, a mini civil war within Patriots Nation. I want Zappy. I want Mac. Patricia can be good. Bill is right. This team sucks. Bill should be fired. Now you've got people that either just want to see the whole thing torched and blown up because they're they're frustrated, they're impatient. And then there are those of us, uh, like Steve, that would like to actually go through the process again. Like, it's so difficult to just do what they did for 20 years, snap your fingers like Thanos, but instead of erasing half of humanity, just rebuild an entire dynasty all over again. Uh, That's what makes this season, they belong on the five most intriguing teams list, but that's what makes this entire process and where we are as media, as fans, and beyond so fascinating to me. uh, I I don't really understand Steve's point. Enjoy what process? The, re, like the, pro- the, the retooling, the rebuilding, the reconfiguration. Okay, so Dan's how can plan. you not enjoy going 3-14? and 14? Right. But, the, no, my point is, what process? He didn't say what the process is. It, is the process being a commitment to mediocrity, as Ross Tucker termed it on our Six Rings uh, preview podcast? Or is the process what most teams do? And yeah, you got to bottom out a little bit, including the New England Patriots. Because don't tell me that Bill Belichick did not benefit from taking Richard Seymour with the sixth overall pick in the draft after going 5-11. and 11. He did. He got a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame cornerstone defensive player Anchor who helped you defense. build a dynasty. Yes. Correct? So why don't we trust that process? Enjoy that process. So I, I don't know what process Steve is referring to. Because I'm on board with Dan. If you tell me they want to do that, I would fully support it. Because if you and Caleb Williams may go number one overall, but you got the May kid at North Carolina, there could be a couple other quarterbacks. Because I just think that the most likely outcome for Mac Jones is we're going to find out whether Bill, that quote about Bill being able to win with the 15th best quarterback, we're going to be able to find out whether that's true. Because I think Mac Jones is a mediocre quarterback in a league where you need more than mediocre. And generally, the only way you get those guys is to stink, get a top five to ten sometimes 12 pick and draft one of them and so the process that we're, we're supposed to enjoy here according to steve i need to know which process that is because i can find a way to enjoy any of the processes if they pay off the process has to pay off you can't just trust the process or enjoy the process 
It has to pay off at the end, right? Trust the process of running a marathon. If there's no finish line, are you going to run a marathon? Like, if there's literally no finish line, do you want to go run a marathon, Fitzy? So, uh, no. Uh, okay, so you run the marathon running, to running end. eternally. Yes, right. Exactly. You exactly. Need, you, I need an ending wheels. in sight. I need a goal. Exactly. I need something. Thank hey, you, Fitzgerald. Uh, eh, texter weighs in. Oh, boy. Here we go. 978. What if Bill is just the Cleveland Browns coach of the 90s without the GOAT? It certainly is looking that way. Yeah. Oh, we're going back off into that deep end as well. And, Andy, if you'll go back momentarily to my list of the five most intriguing teams in the NFL non-Patriots edition this year, now including the Jets in place of the Browns. It was Denver, quarterback redemption tour right there. Jaguars, third-year quarterback, drafted in the same class as Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be a flipping stud because, oh, gee whiz, they went and got him a stud number one wide receiver for nothing in the form of Calvin Ridley, who the Patriots could have had but chose to dink around with after his little mobile gambling suspension. Chicago Bears. Justin Fields taking a few spots before Mac Jones started to show some real promise last year and carried a whole lot of fantasy teams to their championship. Is he the real deal now that they started surrounding him with legitimate professional football players on both sides of the ball? Bryce Young, is he going to be the best Alabama quarterback in the NFL above Tua Tungavailoa and Mac Jones as well? And, of course, Aaron Rodgers, should they have pursued him more heavily? Was there real interest? Is he washed, or is he going to turn the Jets into a legitimate contender? I kind of think he is, and I know that's an unpopular take around here, but that's what makes all of these teams so fascinating right now, and that adds a lot of intrigue to the Patriots as well. We will know if Mac Jones is worth the investment or the quarterback one of the future here in Foxborough or if he's going to play out the string, if not, maybe move on at the end of the season. And that's why you're not going to want to miss any Fitzy and Hearts. That's why you need to subscribe to Six Rings and Football Things, available on Spotify and Apple Pods, because we will be covering it, analyzing it, and discussing it with you every single step of the way. 617-779-7937 is your number for two-way sports talk action on a hot, hazy, humid Fitzy and Hearts Saturday here on WEEI. Stein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's sports original. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. How would you characterize your relationship with, with Coach Belichick? I know last year there was maybe some frustration, disagreement on both sides on the best way to get things done. Um, no, I think we're good. I think the biggest thing that we, we've all talked about is just having a fresh start. Um, I think there's a lot of learning experiences uh, from last year that we've talked about. And uh, this year, it's all about just working together, right? You got to come up with a plan and then obviously talk about it and then execute it. So I'm excited for that part of it. Uh, really just tr for me, just trying to be really consistent, uh, try not to you know ride the wave and just stay my course. Uh, and hopefully everybody on our offense feels that too. I think Coach O'Brien does a great job laying out what we do well so far and we're going to learn every day what we do well and then from there you just keep moving forward and execute the plan so uh, definitely excited for that new england patriots unquestionable quarterback one i don't think there's any debate now andy as to who's going to be qb1 headed into the season the mac versus zappy thing was a whole lot of nothing, but I do want to see what you think about the future of young Mac Jones and how you think his week began. Of course, you being down there at training camp all three days as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, alongside our beat writer Mike Cadlick. I was there once as well. Looking forward to heading back next week as well. What were the before we get into Mac Jones? What were the crowds like 
the next couple of days. It was fu- it was eventually full, great openings. It was hotter than Hades on that first Wednesday when camp opened on July 26th. What was the crowd and energy level like the next two days down there? Uh, good. And go good, 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 good. Third day was the biggest. It actually had uh, overflow up on. You know how they put people up on the ramps of Gillette Stadium overlooking the practice fields? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were multiple levels of people on the ramps, so uh, there was good overflow crowds. And uh, as you said, it's hot out there, and they're not in pads yet. I I thought really good attendance for a football team that I personally don't believe has a lot of buzz. Like. There's not a lot of star power, in, and we were talking about it. Do you bring Zeke in for that reason? A little star power, a little, you know, if you're going down there, you're going to see full 90 guys practice. You're, can Mac bounce back? You're, these various things, but there's mm-hmm. no Randy Moss. There's no Rob Gronkowski. No. There's no qu- young quarterback with a cannon, and you have to see it up close for the first time. And so I give uh, Patriots fans credit for their loyalty and their energy, and I think they're trying to be a positive for this team. And a lot of players, a lot of new players have talked about noticing the crowd and the energy and the cheering and, and what they're bringing to the practice. So what do you think it is that people are showing up for then? What do you, what Aside Hope. from just loving football and being Patriots fans, I mean, I like just welcoming football back. I, I just want that splash of football. I like the energy. I like a chance to chat up a couple of the players, see the fans again, reconnect to the energy of that half season that I love so much. But as far as like the, the good old days where – They were just hounds waiting at the gate, and they would burst through the fence whenever given a chance so they could get a step closer to Brady and all the stars on the team and see Welka. Welka! And Edelman and everything. Those days are long gone. Mm -hmm. So what what – I just wonder, outside of, of course, just being a fan and just enjoying everything that training camp and the return of football means – what did it – what did it – who's everyone dying to get an autograph for? Like, who's everyone buying the jersey of? What's the – What's the need? What's the buzz? Well, the biggest buzz is probably the guy we talked about to open the show early on in the Judon? show. Number nine, yeah. Red Sleeves. He uh, interacts with the fans, comes out, throws the football around with them. We know the Red Sleeves are very popular with the kids. They're they're selling a Red Sleeves sweatshirt in the pro shop. Mm-hmm. Like He's pretty legit and entrenched as sort of the star energy guy. And obviously Mac, because he's the quarterback, and I think people are still holding out hope. But you say, why are they there? I think it's hope, and I think some of it is um, maybe trying to prove something. I think there may be an unsaid, uh, entitled town, pink hat nature or buzz, and they want to push back against that. And there aren't stars, and we're not sure how good this team is going to be, and we're still out there cheering, and we're still out there providing our energy and our support. I think there's a little bit um, of that that could be at play, trying to prove themselves as a loyal fan base that isn't just going to cheer and isn't going to sh- just show up when it has Hall of Famers and Super Bowl contenders. They're not just going to be Foxborough frontrunners, that they will be right. loyal, entrenched, diehard Pats fans, ride or die, no matter how good the team is, isn't, and where they are in the process, if you will. Uh, a texter in the 978, uh, we like dirt dogs. Maybe this team, which interestingly enough, Andy, I just wrote this up for .com yesterday, Sports Illustrated published their list of the 12 legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Now, can you just, before you get mm-hmm. into the list, mm-hmm. who wrote it? Connor Orr. So is he a real Sports Illustrated writer? Or is he like the head of like their he's not fan like, site? No, no, no. It's, this isn't, no, this isn't like Listicle Central. Like, he's a real football writer for Sports okay. Illustrated. Okay. Like for, all right, so I'll go to X right now. Uh, he thinks they're a Super Bowl contender? <laughs> Connor Orr. Here we go. We can look him up. 
Senior writer, Sports Illustrated. Uh, there we go. I just gave him a follow. He's 27. 26. 20. <laughs> he does have a magician's hat, a wizard's hat on in his profile photo. Uh, but he works for Sports Illustrated. Uh, so he, he writes, uh, of the 12 teams, here we go, I'll give them to you in order from 1 through 12. Number one, 49ers. Two Bengals, three Chiefs. I'm in on the 49ers as well. Four Eagles, five Bills, six Cowboys, seven Jetropolitans, eight Ravens, nine the Chadges, ten Browns, eleven the Lions, and twelve your New England Patriots. And he writes, quote, the Patriots missed their opportunity to tear down the roster and are in a perpetual win-now mode. Thank you very much. He probably stole that take from me. We get takes snaked all the time around here, don't we, Andy? Mm. <clears throat> and editor's note. And I wonder whether the reunion with Bill O'Brien has sparked some vintage confidence in Foxborough. Again, maybe not. But what if this team grinds out 10 ugly wins this season and stumbles into the playoffs with Mac Jones playing as well as any quarterback rounding out his third season in the NFL? Hmm. I'll be stunned. Stunned? If he's playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL? Because of the reunion with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I'll be stunned. If Mac Jones is playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL, I will be stone-cold stunned. Oh, well, a texter in the 603, what's up, Granite State? Why do all these uneducated clowns forget that Bill won three rings with, quote, a game manager, big moment, but no stats Brady? Brady wasn't the GOAT until post-2006. There you go. There's your believe in Bill. How many Hall of Famers are on this team right now? The hail to the hoodie crowd checking in. How many? I felt the done? same as it was in 2001. Also, like, isn't it even completely close. not even close? Thank you, not Brian. Not even close. The game needs to evolve. Yes. And by the way, if Mac Jones has a good season this year, not a great. I mean, like for Mac Jones to have 35 touchdown passes, 4,500 yards, and 12 picks, we'll say, I would be blown away, stunned, floored, flabbergasted. Uh, I'm standing beside myself in awe and disbelief. He still is never going to get from the Patriots what Justin Herbert just got. Five years, $260 million. Never. No right. way. Nor does he deserve it. He hasn't, well, he hasn't earned it yet. No. No, not even close. I, I mean, I, I just I can't see any way that the Patriots are a legit Super Bowl contender. And maybe I'll regret that because in 2001, obviously in the summer, I would have said, I can't see any way that the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender. And not only did they contend, they won it. But... Great point. Different time. Mm -hmm. Different much. And the quarterback position, almost everybody on that list not named Goff is a MVP caliber quarterback leading the team. And now he, the way Connor Orr writes it, he thinks Mac Jones could be an an MVP caliber quarterback. I just, I don't see it. So I'll ask you this, Andy, and I'll sort of, I'll ask you. I want to get you. Do you think the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender? Or uh, one of the twelve teams that could win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think okay, they're? Do I think they're? Now, can any team win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl if they make it to the playoffs? Maybe. I mean, you're mm. in the you're in you're playing meaningful mm. football. You're in the postseason dance. You're in the second season come January. As of right now, no. Do I think they can make the playoffs if they play their absolute best football? Things break the right way, and they're better against elite quarterbacks this season than last season. Yes. Do I think Who's? they're a Super Bowl contender? If I look at them against the Eagles, the Forty ers the Chiefs, no. But that's, now, last... but that's now. That's now. That's yeah, July. Yeah, but who was the last 29th. Super Bowl champion that was like a stone cold stunner? Giants. Yeah. When was that? Uh, Two thousand. Well, do I have to remember it? I've done everything I can to flush it from my mind. 
February 2012. The Eagles weren't a playoff team in 2016 the year before they won it. And they were the best team in football last year from almost day no, one. But no, saying I'm saying the year that they, they yes. won the oh. Super You know what you saw in Carson Wentz was somebody before he just got broken and completely lost himself. You're like, oh, this kid's going to be great. We okay, still haven't so. gotten the Max going to be great. It's more like Max good, but okay. not great. Let me ask you this, Andy, because we're up, or as they say in radio, we're up against it. Third and final hour, 15 heart coming your way. We've got a whole sports parade of things to get to in the final hour. And, yes, we will continue the Patriots discussion. Let me ask you this. Andy Hart, who and general audience at large listening right now to WEI, YouTube mm. producer Brian Frazoco, who do you think is closer to a championship right now not named the Celtics? Would it be the Red Sox or would it be the Patriots? There's your question that we'll queue up for the top of the final hour. Fitzy and Hart on a Saturday. Please stick around. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.